This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. And if you're listening and find yourself unable to hit your goals in your business right now and feel like you can never finish what you start, you might be suffering, suffering from a lack of focus in your organization. When you are focused, all aspects of your thinking are improved, including perception, memory, learning, and reasoning, allowing you to see things more clearly and make better choices for your business and life. So that's what we're going to talk about today, this idea... Of, of focus. Yes. Maybe there's being a, able to say no. I don't know if you've heard the incredible story about uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Mm. And they go, I think it was to Bill Gates' father's house. And they, mm. you know, are eating dinner there. And Bill Gates' father asked them, hey, what has been the key to your success? And at this time, they're like top richest people in the world and probably still are at this point. But um, he asked them, what's been your key to success in business? If you could write it down in one word. And without hesitation, both of them wrote down the word focus. Yeah. Both of them. And I thought maybe that story was folklore, but I saw a clip of Warren Beff- Buffett referencing it. Oh, really? Yeah. So wow. I was like, oh, wow. So it, it actually really was a real thing. That's I cool. mean, I don't know if it was written down on paper or what, but yeah. they both said the word focus. Yeah. And, you know, where this topic came out of is you guys know Josh and I run a company called Reminder Media. You know, we have about 300 employees and we do a bunch of different things in marketing. And we aren't growing this year at the rate we want to. Mm-hmm. So we've you know, been blessed and we usually are growing the company at like a 20% clip year over year. It's just been an amazing ride. Mm-hmm. And this year we've been slowly going down and we're like on this trajectory of maybe 9% growth or so. Mm-hmm. And so it's not nearly where we want to be. And as I assess, like what has happened to us? Because you always want to reflect and you so you want to take action. You want to track your results and you want to pivot. So I'm like, we need to pivot because this is not where we want to be. And I look at our problem and we had a senior leadership meeting uh, yesterday. And I said, the problem is not that we're not working hard. The problem is not that we don't have good ideas. The problem is that we have too many balls in the air. Mm -hmm. And if you have four balls that you're trying to move down the field and you're working 100%, you're moving those balls, if you're lucky, 25% the way down the field, but you're giving 100% effort. And so you never score the touchdown and things are moving too slow. And if you apply that in a business mindset, you have cost for each of those things. And you don't get return on investment to your cost until you score the touchdown. So you're floating the cost of all four things, which adds pressure onto the business. Right. And then that makes those you collapse from the, slower and yeah, slower. you implode, right? Yeah. And everything starts to break down. And I look at our problem. I go, well, what was our fundamental issue? Our fundamental issue was we bit off more than we could chew. And it's not that any of the things that we're doing are bad. In fact, they're all amazing. It's that what we should have done is focused on one, if not maybe two things, got them all the way down the field to completion, to the return on investment, scored the touchdown, and then moved to the next. And I am a very optimistic person. Mm -hmm. Glasses half full, moving 400 miles an hour. 
And if there's anything I've learned in the last decade of business is going, optimism is amazing and good and you need it. But being a realist with an optimistic attitude is better, <laughs> right. right? It's like, trust your gut, but show me the data. And, yeah. and I realized like, man, that discipline, everything comes back to discipline. Everything in life's a give and take. And I'm telling you today, be an optimist, be a visionary, but have the discipline to back your optimism by research, to back your optimism by data, and to also be disciplined enough to know what you can and can't do. And here's my challenge to everybody today. I'm on my soapbox here, but it's been a challenge to me. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? If you're anything like me, you're an optimist. So you say yes to so many things because you... You just believe and you believe in people and you believe that you can achieve and you can do it. But the truth is you're really not being honest. You're really not being a person of integrity because you're not giving your full commitment to one thing if you say yes to everything. Yeah. Be cautious of what you say yes to and, and be more prone to saying no than yes. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it optimism as much as ambition. I think that, that you could, those could Good go point. hand in hand. But this idea of, yes, you do want to be realistic, but you also you also don't want to lose that ambition. I was listening to a quote from Alex Ramosi, and he was talking about, like, if you were to create a human and you wanted them to have these character traits and you wanted them to, you know, be tough, right? But you gave them, like, a really easy life. Uh, or if you wanted them to be patient, but you gave everything to them immediately like that. Those types of things aren't going to create those character traits that you want to see in that mm. human. And it's the same thing that we have to do. Like you have to pay the price of the discipline that you're talking about in order to have those character traits and be able to move uh, in a discipline focused manner in your business and in your life. Uh, but speaking of Warren Buffett, you wrote down this, this famous two list strategy. What's, what's that about? Kind yeah, of the so, first step to kind of getting focused. Yeah. I'll, so I'll read you his two list strategy that I thought was really good. And I gave it to the insurance syndicate when I shared this with them. He basically says, write down your top 25 goals. So go ahead and write down the top 25 goals and then circle the top five and avoid the other 20 at all costs. <laughs> and I love that because it makes you do one thing, which is prioritization. Mm -hmm. Like choosing the top five is a hard thing to do because everything's important. If everything's important, nothing's important. Yeah. Right. And so that simple exercise of being committed to just those things and blocking out everything else takes rigor and discipline. Mm -hmm. And I just um, had a great uh, talk with the guy who used to run Bye Bye Baby. And he talked about and this is, he's managing like this $500 million P&L and a bunch of other stuff is pretty impressive. And he talked about like one of the things he found in running that type of organization with that many people and everything is like the rigor it takes, the discipline it takes to stay consistent to the roadmap, to stay consistent to the the milestones, whatever you want to name them, to stay consistent, that takes so much discipline. I don't think we think about it often in those terms. We tend to think about it in terms of strategy. So when you're putting together goals and you're putting together milestones and you're putting together all these roadmaps for your products or for your company, you tend to think about it as like I'm strategic planning and I'm, I'm, I'm outlaying the strategy for my company to hit these revenue, which is all true. But you don't think about it in terms of, no, 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 this is the rigor. This is the discipline that's going to be needed to accomplish this thing that I want to accomplish in business, just like going to the gym every single day, it takes that amount of rigor to stay disciplined to your goals. And if you're not intentional and don't think about it that way, it's kind of like Grant Cardone says, who's going to hit the goal? The person who looks at their goal one day a year when they set it on New Year's Day, or the person who's going to look at their goal 365 days a year, and every single day they're coming back to it, who has a better chance of hitting that goal? We all know it's the person who looked at it 365 days a year, yeah. because where your focus goes, your energy flows. And if you can keep the discipline 
to, and, and have that rigor to push through, you will succeed. I talked to my brother last night, entrepreneur in real estate, super successful, has a team of 14 agents killing it. And he said, you know what my failure is, Luke, is I'm too much of a shifting leader because I'm a problem solver. <laughs> ah, so it's hereditary. Yeah, exactly. It's in the genetics. But he goes, uh, it, it's a great thing because I'm a problem solver, but everything that gets thrown my way, I want to problem solve it yeah. because it's what I love instead of just going, no, 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 I'm not going to say yes to that problem. Mm. I'm going to say no to that problem. And why do we have problems saying no? We have problems saying no because we don't want to let people down. Yeah. We don't want to let people down. We don't want to say no to an opportunity. You have the the Richard Bransons of the world that say when the opportunity the comes by, just say yes. And out it's like, on the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But Warren Buffett says the most powerful art and form you can learn is, is the power of no. Yeah. Saying no to things. We'll talk about some of the productivity impacts. I know you mentioned sort of just looking at the you know employees and and sort of multitasking. Do you have those stats? Oh yeah. Well, this stat that I put on my notes is the average employee is interrupted every eleven minutes. Crazy. And it takes twenty five minutes to return to the original task. That was a study done by the University of California Irvine. Yeah. Um, and then this other stat: multitasking can result in a forty percent decrease in productivity and a ten percent drop in IQ. <laughs> That's so great. According to the American Psychological Association. Yeah. So it, what's crazy to me, because we have a bunch of team members and you might have team members is I go, oh, why is focus so important? Why is not shifting all the time so important? Because when you interrupt someone's day, when you interrupt with, with even though it's an important thing, when it's not planned, when it's not in focus, you've lost 25 minutes. Yeah. On average, they got to regroup for 25 minutes. So that productivity, and if they study people in the lab for multitasking, they say nobody truly multitask. Right. They just focus on one thing and then shift to the shift other to thing, thing and then shift to the other thing. And incremental. And so, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So no one's truly multitasking. So I think the impact there is going, hey, hey, I know it feels like you should do multiple things, mm-hmm. but- Stats are showing that you shouldn't. Yeah. They talk a lot about single tasking. They talk a lot about that in flow state. Like, so with, um, whether it's like with design or a lot, a lot of times like in the arts or the sciences where, where you're writing code and they talk about the flow state, they talk about that with, with design or copy as well. Um, and so it's interesting to think about it also from a business perspective where, you know, uh, you do need that time to sit and think and let your mind wander and plan and then also stay focused without the constant interruption of the day. I looked up this one study. They did a, they de- they tested 300 Michigan State students on their ability to persevere through interruptions while taking a computer test. The interruptions came in form of pop-ups that required the students to enter a code. Uh, with a 2.8 second interruption, the students made double the errors on the test. And with a 4.4, so double the interruption, they quadrupled the amount of errors that they made on the test. So this has been proven time and time again that focus will result not only in in uh, better results in a single area, but also better execution within that area. And there's a commonality between the entrepreneurs that we interview uh, that I've seen, because um, you want to look for patterns in life and business, I believe, um, because you can see what works and what doesn't work based upon patterns. But um, one thing that I've seen in great business leaders is they are obsessive. Mm-hmm. And that obsession comes in the form of they are like a bulldog. They grab onto one thing and they just bleed it dry. Yeah. Like they just <laughs> stay on that one thing. It is the gospel to them. It is all their focus. And that, even though it might not be the best thing, because they were persistent in it and they didn't let loose of it, they end up winning because most people, and here's here's a stat for you, and I think this is by the Harvard Business Review. It says 80% of the average workday is spent on activities with little or no That's value. That's unbelievable. 
Yeah, it's how they the, manage that yeah. or, or measure it, I guess. Yeah, I would love to know that. I have to go look up the, the article, but the Harvard Business Review wrote that. So 80% of the day on average is spent on little to no value. So why are the people that are obsessive You know so what good? it is. It's email. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> that it's, is what it is. Email. We did a whole podcast on that, by the way. You should check <laughs> yeah. that out. But the point being is that, yes, if you're really being honest, this just gets down to Tim Harris. Um, Tim what, Harris. Four hour work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but, Tim um, Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Tim Harris was... Um, was he the Christian also author? No, that's Josh Harris. Oh, Josh. Yeah, okay. that, that guy. That's a whole different. Anyways, that's a tangential <laughs> thought there. But the point I'm saying, that's part of it, right? What I just did there was no value. And that's part of my 80% of wasted, we just wasted. time. <laughs> we just wasted your time. But the point I'm making is going, it's so true. Yeah, It's so true. We just got done interviewing a stud in the insurance industry, this guy named Pete. And he closed $73,000 in a weekend. Over week. a weekend. Yeah. In a weekend. And he talks about blocking his calendar in 15-minute increments yep. because he said, like a sales training call, most people will call somebody and they'll have an hour on their calendar or 30 minutes on their calendar to do a sales training with one of their you know, insurance reps in their downline, and they'll waste 10 minutes with nothingness on the call. And he goes, you know, it's not an egotistical thing. My time's valuable and I want to be effective, so I put 15 minutes on there because I can get right into the meat of what I'm trying to train them and move on. And I just thought that was such a powerful takeaway. Yeah. Even though our podcast, he said he it's a, we blocked an hour. He blocked it into fifteen minute yeah. in, intervals. Pretty crazy. Uh, obviously, with your business impact, companies with a clear focus on their core competencies and strategic dis- direction are fifty percent more likely to outperform their competitors. Yep. That's from the Harvard Business Review as well. And then this one blew me away. Decision fatigue sets in after making thirty five to forty choices, leading to poor quality decisions. That seems so high. It does. Seems like a lot, a, a high threshold before leading to poor choices. Thirty five to forty. Well, I mean, thirty five to forty. You're making decisions in the clothes you wear. You're making decisions oh, on yeah. how you drive to work. You're making decisions. I personally on, make no decisions on the clothes I wear because yeah. what I did was I bought ten T-shirts from the Reminder Media store. You can get that over at remindermedia.com/slash/shop. <laughs> And I just rotate that, through those 10 That was the greatest ad segue week. I've heard. That was great. That's like a Ben Shapiro. And talking about comfort, <laughs> the mattress that you sleep on. Daily Wire has yeah. nailed the, the segues. It's, yeah, the segues are crazy. Ads. But it is, if you think about it, this is why successful people, they tend to wear the same outfits, right? And it's like yeah, this Steve is so, Jobs. It's the black turtleneck and the jeans. Yeah, this right? is so nuanced in the, in a sense of like, will this really increase your productivity? It can't who, hurt it. Who knows? But it can't hurt it when you yeah. when you lay out your clothes at the evening before, mm. so you don't have to think about that the morning of. Yeah, it's easier what to get out to get to the gym or to get out to get to work. If you think about your day or your week on Sunday. Versus just going into Monday going, okay, now I got to look at my week. You know the power of that. So that's what it's referring to. It's like every little decision you make, it's brain power. And you only have so much energy because you have to recoup by sleeping. Yeah. So don't waste the 35, 40 decisions. Love it. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. If you like this episode and want to show your support, jump on over to Apple Podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a comment and we will read it here on the show. The best way to show your support is to share the podcast with someone that you know. Uh, Speaking of focus, I mean, focus has really created a lot of amazing inventions over the years. Uh, And of all of the inventions in the last 100 years, uh, I would say the dry erase board has to be the most remarkable. That was good. good. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Your action item is to put into action Warren Buffett's famous top two or two list 
methodology. Write down 25 things, pick the top five. Write down 25 of your goals, pick the top five, and ignore and avoid the other 20 at all costs. Remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. <laughs> 